0: Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. On this episode we have another special guest for you. It is Jonathan Azorio of Toronto FC and the Canadian men's national team. It is the third part of a seven-part series during this World Cup window where I sit down with one of these members of the World Cup squad and just talk life, talk what it's like to be a player within this squad. Again, familiar themes come out, the camaraderie in the group, what it's like for Oso to be a bit more of a mentor and really be a bit more of an older player now in this squad and how much pride. takes in that the difference between knowing you're going to win and hoping you're going to win the true mentality of this group he also talks about the gold cup experiences and what i've always enjoyed about my discussions with jonathan is tactics and this is a very smart play you can see it on the pitch i've got pages and pages of notes ready for my own broadcast on thursday from this interview it only lasted about 25 plus minutes but it is an absolute gem he is a canadian gem as well And um, I really, truly hope you enjoy this, particularly some of his moments where he talks about what it's like inside a pitch, feeling a game. There's so much to like about this, as there was in the last two episodes. I really hope you enjoyed how well-spoken Alistair Johnston was. I know not not a lot of people in Canada have heard from Alistair, but what a story that was as a rise, a meteoric rise, as he called it, from League One now to playing as a major part in the Canadian men's national team defence. Prior to that, obviously, Richie Larrera on Monday as well, a wonderful, well-spoken man and his rise from struggles in Orlando. To now being a true difference maker for club and country. Without further ado, here's my discussion with Jonathan Azorio. Oh, so great to see you. Uh, we, we start this conversation on the beginning of a, an unbelievable week for the Canadian men's national team. I know how much you love that. I know how much you've been a part of that. How are you feeling? How excited are you for this?
1: Yeah, super excited, man. Like I mm, it's 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 hard to describe it any other way, other than. Just excited, ready to go, very motivated, hungry, um, everything. I think um, you know this is the most confident that I've uh, I've ever seen this uh, this team and this you know this nation, this country being in this sport and along in, in in all my time being a part of the team, and so um, we're just I think. You know, we've gone through a lot and we've learned, you know, we've learned a lot and grown a lot throughout the process. And we're, I think, I just think we're, we're ready to go now. You seemingly are
0: ready. Um, I've taped a few of these interviews. We're going to be showing them this week, but it seems that it's such a, com- a familiar theme where you guys just, love each other like this is real man this is like a real brotherhood like I you know you know you've been in part of teams and I, we're not gonna get into the negative stuff today I don't know you don't want to be part of that and we're not naming names or times but you've been a part of teams where it looks like okay you get behind the c- c- curtain and it all falls apart right some teams just work like that but this one this seems like as tight as you could ever imagine
1: a team is that right a hundred percent it's it's so like explaining it won't even give it justice. I think you can like explain it as best as you can and still like it won't even do it justice to what it actually is. Like to be in it, um to be right in it, it's a special feeling. Um it's a group that honestly loves each other. It is a family, they're a bunch of just literally brothers. We treat each other like brothers, and and you can see like on social media, we 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 every like some Somebody else's triumph is all our triumphs. For mm-hmm. example, you know, recently we, we heard the news yesterday of Tejan Buchanan, uh, making his big move and you just see the, the support that he gets from the, the teammates. Like we're just all so happy. I, you know, like it's as happy as if like, we're all happy as if it was our own deal that was, you know, happening. And it's, it's incredible. It's honestly incredible to be a part of it's a blessing and um it's 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 part of the reason i think that we've this team has been so successful so far um it's a it's a huge you know factor and um yeah it's honestly incredible to be a part of let's get into some of the reasons why that is then also if you don't mind
0: that that we mentality rather than me because you mentioned buchanan You've got Jonathan David, Kyle Lara, Alfonso Davies, Atiba Hutchinson, yourself. Many of these players worth millions and millions of dollars, yet they are willing to check themselves at the door for the better of the team. How unique is that? And what does that say about their character? Many of these who are still youngsters as well to be able to not put themselves first.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I really admire the, especially the, the, the younger guys for, um, you know, they're getting all this hype, making big moves and they remain humble and th- it's the way it should be, but it's easier said than, than done and I re-admire them for, for, you know, nobody has changed. Alfonso has not changed since he's been to Bayern Munich. Jonathan David has not changed since he went to leave. I don't expect Tejan to change when he gets to Bruch. Uh it, it's, it's incredible. I think they have really good um, examples and like Atiba, you know, and Junior Hoylet, uh, I think those are really good examples for them to look up to as well. Um, and, yeah, it's just, you know, I think the coach, you know, uh, the boss, John Herdman, when he came in, that was one of the first things he, you know, he emphasizes. There's no more me mentality. It's a we uh, mentality. It's a brotherhood. That's the first thing that he wanted to instill into the this program. And it, it's honestly just grown and grown ever since and um, so yeah like I said it's it's incredible it's uh, it's it's admiring to see the young the young players like this staying humble and obviously you know an, an honor to 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 be around the the veteran's um, that that gives such good examples.
0: You mentioned it, the veterans of the young players. I suppose you're a little bit in between, right? You're not quite a veteran, but you are, I'm sure. And I know They're talking to young players. One of those real inspirational characters. How much are you enjoying that? Like, I know you're not a rah-rah guy, but you are a leader by example kind of person, such a professional, knows the, knows the game, keep yourself fit, keep yourself out of trouble. How much do you enjoy now those young players coming through who, not quite maybe a decade under you, but eight or nine years below you that are looking up to you and admiring you?
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. It's an honor, obviously, when I hear that. It's, it's kind of, I think sometimes I'm so, I'm, I may be like, I do believe I'm a humble person and, and, but I am sometimes a little bit like naive to the sense that like, I do forget sometimes the influence I have on some of the younger players, just because uh, I don't know, for me being too humble, I guess. And, um, but when I hear that, it, it's great. Um, you know, it's amazing. Like I, I always try to be a good example for the kids and Another thing I think this is even uh, I wanted to mention this to your previous question is that you know all these guys were all or whatever are are you know if you look at the transfer market uh, they're worth millions of dollars but I think we all remember that at one point we weren't worth anything we all came from zero right and we I think more or less almost everybody on that team comes from very humble beginnings um, even here in in, in Canada um, so we don't forget that and, and we all grew up kind of a similar way in different cultures, but similar ways. And, and I think that's what really bonds us. And and, and for me, I, I trust me, if you know anybody, you know, I come up from a, from a working family, from very humble beginnings. And, and I, and just like everybody has their path and everybody's path is different and, and, and hard in their own ways. My path was hard, man. And, and, and people, I think, I think the, the, you can sense that from meeting me and you respect it, I think. And so for me, I just try to, you know, just be the best example as I could be. Yeah, and you do a great job
0: of that, mate. I certainly respect that. You and I go back a long way in that. Look, Alistair Johnston and Kamal Miller were telling me that before their game kicks off, they always have a little bit of a moment because the journey that they took, you know, League One players, not, you know, cast aside, drafted. We're not really big players. Yet. There they are starting for Canada in a back, back three or in a back five and then come together and just grab each other to sing. Oh, Canada, what's that like when you say you take that camaraderie off the pitch, you step over that white line and then you sing that song right
1: before a massive game? Yeah, it's it's incredible. I think you can see, like you know, we we take singing the national anthem very seriously. We 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 sing it with pride, and I'm not saying we sing it like the Italian national team, but but but, but we take pride in it. We take pride in it, and and I, that's another huge thing that you know that that comes from the staff and the coach wanting that, wanting us to feel that. I think the national anthem is is it's something that's very prideful in, 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 in everybody's country. So for us to really take onus of it and sing it loud and, and proud and um, it gets us going, it gets us honestly ready for the game and ready then to shows, uh, so shows each other that, you know, we're ready to fight for each other. We're ready to run for you, whatever you need me to do beside you, I'm going to do, because I know you're going to do that for me. And I think that's the mentality and that's, you know, one of the, the national anthem is one of the little things that I think, shows that and and gets us ready to do that. And when the whistle goes, what you guys have shown already, particularly in the Gold Cup is,
0: you know, not only now are you, you know, to be a a force to be reckoned with within CONCACAF, the other teams are really noticing, but, you guys are switching it up. You tactically changing it up as the game goes on, playing different things. One thing many one of the many things that you know I admire about you is how cerebral you are, how you read the game so well. How much are you enjoying playing for this coaching staff and with these players where you're challenged not just on a daily basis but
1: so many different times within the game to make little switches tw- tactically. Oh, it's amazing. I mean for me like a football junkie, I, I like to different challenges and playing in different positions and have different jobs. It's amazing. I take, I take pride in challenges. I think that's what makes you better as a player and as a person, you know, the challenges in life, not the easy, the easy things are easy. You know, it's it's the, when you get through the challenges, that's, that's what really shows the character of a person and, and shows what they're all about. So for me personally, amazing. Like, yeah, we're adaptable. We're super adaptable. We can, we can play in different formations. I, I haven't, I don't, I like, it's crazy. I I look at myself. Somebody asked me why my position is. Lately, I've been kind of confused. I don't even know what to tell people. But if you ask me, I'm a central midfielder, uh, number eight, ten. But I've been playing a lot like uh like up front in a three and uh, on the right side, which I hadn't even been doing my whole career. i have usually played on the left, if anything. And I like that. Um, I'm taking that challenge. I'm learning. You know, it hasn't gone great all the time, but I think that I'm learning, I'm getting better. And, and, and so for me personally, I, I, you know, it's, it's been, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. I mean, it's only been to get better, I think. So how do you get better then? Tell tell, tell me a little bit about that because obviously you mentioned
0: about playing different positions and I know you played in that box that you play a lot with Canada midfield and I think it you know it works as a dream sometimes for you you where you can get in between the lines and your movement and pulling people but you just mentioned it there playing on the right what do you do to get better in those situations and you obviously are super critical of yourself there saying it's not always been amazing how how deep do you go into to re-watching it? What kind of thoughts do you go back when you look back at these matches?
1: Uh, just certain movements, certain Times looking at that, uh, my timing. I actually think I have really great uh, timing off the ball. I really do. I think it's a, it's actually a strength of mine. Mm. Um, so that has helped me in that position. My my physical. I don't. I'm not blessed with physical ability that many others have. And usually, as a winger, those are really are guys that are really fast, really agile, um, even sh- very strong. And I'm 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 am I'm a very average. For all, all of those, those things, maybe a little bit above average. But um, so I have to play it smart. I have to play that position the best way I can play it for the team. And so, you know, that just means, you know, putting myself in the right mentality. If I'm playing on the right, I'm, put, I'm giving myself the mentality or putting in my head that I'm going to have to make more sprints than I would have to do in the middle. I have to sprint, sprint. And it's actually sprinting and being okay with not getting the ball. It's a lot of that, you know. It's just putting yourself in the right mentality, looking at how other players play. I I kind of started to look at the way Bernardo Silva would play on the outside. Mm-hmm. I tried to. That was, I think, the best player that I could, um, you know, kind of look at and and where I have maybe similar, you know, body type and 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 qualities or or. I'm, I'm not saying I'm Bernardo Silva by no means, but I'm just saying that that's, I think, a player that plays in the highest level that I could, I think, learn from playing in, in a wide position. Totally get it. Yeah. So just things like that. I, and, and it's a challenge for me and, and, and it's, it's, I love it. I love it. It's fine. I, I play where, in the end of the day, I want to win. I don't care if I'm playing any position. I want to win. I want my team to win. And so wherever I'm put, I try to do the best I can in that position.
0: Yeah, it's a totally great comparison. And, and Silver is also, much like you, Bernardo Silva, really good at running into space, into the box. And I know that's something you've worked on. I mean, go back to 2017, right? When, and then that run you had in the Champions League in, in 2018, your ability to arrive late into the penalty area it comes from that, I would imagine, making those runs, gambling, reading the play, cerebral playing, and, and just over and over, just trying to make those intelligent movements.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's probably my best, my best quality is my late runs into the box. I remember um, I used to do it kind of like instinct, instinctively, um, you know, it was just, it was just a part of my game. It was, uh, I didn't even, I didn't even know to recognize to say like, yeah, I'm really good at late runs. It wasn't until actually Ryan Nelson pointed it out to me, like mm-hmm. one of your biggest chances, your late runs, we need you to. I want you to get to the box, get to the box, and then you do what you you read the game the way you do uh I'm good at reading the game i i think I'm good at feeling the game i feel I can feel the game inside and feel what's about to happen and so I think that helps me with those late runs and and the the late runs i think are easier to do from midfield because the defenders in the box are so occupied with the the front players that they it's it's hard to it's you know, those are the most dangerous players at the time of maybe the cross coming. And so they leave the midfielder coming in as kind of more of a surprise all the time if the midfielder does it in a clever way. Doing it from the wing is a little bit more difficult because you always have probably a fullback that's that's attached to you and really, you know, paying attention to your movement. So that's when the double movements have to come in. And um, yeah, and just, you know, every game trying to to do it better and better and find myself in goal scoring positions you talk about feeling the game i'd agree with
0: you with your with your perception of yourself there what was the feeling like of those games in the gold cup obviously you come through the united states and you guys outplayed them that day. That's not a biased comment. It's just a fact of anybody who knows football. You lost the goal after 20 seconds and outplayed them for the rest of the match. Uh, Talking about outplaying, you comprehensively sorted Costa Rica out in a game where you completely outplayed them and then went toe-to-toe for 99 minutes with Mexico until a moment of magic at the end was a bit of a gut check. But how do you feel about those games? What were you feeling at that time? And And above anything else, I guess the recognition from these
1: CONCACAF giants must have been very different after you played them. I think that's the feeling that, that's exactly the feeling that I got, that these teams are feeling like, wow, like we're playing a team that's probably better than we thought, or a team that is what they are, is what they say they are. And I think in the United States game, they they obviously, we didn't start very well. They get the goal in the first minute. Um, I think we played into the game a little bit. And to be fair, I think the game really – we really got a hold of the game on a really um, uh, smart tactical change from the coach. So the coach – so John Herman, we changed tactics, went into uh, uh, 4-4-2, changed the game, and we really got hold of possession. Guys were moving. I think our team is very good at, uh, uh, like, playing in triangles, playing, like – three playing with each other and making different movements and making the defense really have to, you know, answer a lot of questions. Um, so, yeah, and in that game, honestly, it's it's against the USA. It's always, you know, we, we look at them as rivals and, and we want to prove that we are the better team always. So, yeah, that game, it's, it's, it's unfortunate we didn't get the result, but they, they know they're outplayed as well. And it was a positive performance. The Costa Rica game was another feeling of just we're the better team here. Like the history of what's happened between those, these two countries is out the window for this game, because in this moment we are, we are the better team. And we showed that we showed that for 90 minutes in that game. I think it wasn't even, I, did, I never felt in trouble in that game. I never felt in trouble. They had a couple of counterattacks, maybe one or two, like half decent chances, but never in trouble that we were very comfortable in that game, to be honest. And then the Mexico game was, that was a fight. That was a fight and a fight that we were, we were up for, I think. And we had a plan uh, of how we wanted the game to look like. It went really well until they scored the goal actually uh, right before the half. And then at halftime, we have to regroup and kind of change. And we have to adapt. And so we, we, we come out more aggressive in the second half. And I think with the quality, we, we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned that. Our quality is really good and we can play with a Mexico. We can go toe-to-toe with them. We can have as much chances as them. And the feeling was that, honestly, when we tie the game, when Tejan uh, does his thing and scores, the feeling was we were going to win this game. And we went. We went for it. And, you know, fortunately for, I think, for different reasons and for a, a really good uh, um, play or, or magic from 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 there team which which you know sometimes you're gonna get the when yeah. you have much quality on the other side and they score in the last minute and but i think we never backed down we never showed we were scared in fact we showed that we we're up for this and we we have a lot to prove and so all those mo- all those games just we, we grew from 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 each game how do you come back from a game
0: like that as a high performance athlete? Because you've had so many highs and lows. I remember being in Mexico with you at the Azteca when you win the semi final and then the final and you missed the penalty and you're walking out with your big headphones on, your tears in your eyes, bless you. And then you eventually get over it pretty quickly. But then you went out, obviously, you've won MLS Cup. You've had incredible highs and lows. When you gather in that circle after that match against Mexico, what are you feeling and how quickly do you get into the point where you just analyze the game there where you say we were very very good how quickly
1: does that come in the in the face of defeat no usually when you lose a game like that it i think it's hard to see the, the positives or or to focus on the positives that you've done in that game because at the end of the day it's the result that counts and and in that moment in so little time you're only thinking about the, the it's only the result you usually feel um and in past big games that I've lost that's how it's been you know right away you just you're down it hurts this game was different for me personally we went in that circle in that huddle and it was a sense of one excitement mm-hmm. for what's to come to uh uh just pure just proud proud to be a part of that team and and so grateful to be a um to have those players to be a part of, uh, on, of a team of those players that were willing to fight for me. And I was willing to go to war with them and just pure positiveness, really pure positiveness for me. It, it didn't feel like a loss. Mm-hmm. This was something that we grew from something we learned. Some, this was a huge, I think it's a huge um, step in, in, in where we want to go. And so for me, yeah, we lost. And we, we, we definitely, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not satisfied with losing at all. We knew we wanted to win that game. We should have won that game. But I knew right away that this was huge. And I remember going back to my hotel and getting on the phone with my family and saying, man, like, I've never been more proud and more honored to be a part of this team ever in my life after that game. It was it was actually an incredible feeling. And, and, and yeah, I'm just, that's why I'm so excited for, for next week. Yeah,
0: and I'm sure you're spurred on now by these qualifiers to come. That belief that you guys have now that comes from those games, talk to me a little bit about how different that is now because you've been in this program for a long time. You're one of the players who've been around the longest in the Canadian program. What's the difference now between knowing, like you said in that Costa Rica game, just knowing you're going to win and hoping you can win. How different is the fuel
1: of that advantage before you kick a ball? Oh, huge. Huge. I mean, like, imagine, imagine going into any kind of game. Whether you're playing video games or whatever. Right. And, like, you're hoping to win instead of knowing you're going to win. It's a different game. It's a different mentality and different kind of feeling. And so yeah we used to go into to games when I first joined the team, saying hey, hey if it's our day today it's our day, great, but you know we hope it's our day, and if it's not uh you know it is what it is, whereas now no like there's a there's standards there's a higher standard there's 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 a mentality of being better in every part of the game and and yeah it's um i would say different diff, different swagger different swagger to going into a game and it's it's an advantage it's a mental advantage or it's already won nothing when you when you know you're going to win the game when you feel that you're going to win the game you believe you're going to win the game and you've done that against some of these CONCACAF nations
0: not even playing at home now you get to play at home in your country in your own stadium in Toronto at BMO Field and I know you always would appreciate that anyway but considering what you've had to go through the last couple of years where you've had to be away so far from home and I know you missed the Toronto FC home game the first one against fans because you were still playing for Canada you have since played against fans of course how excited are you for that how pumped are you to play in front of your home city
1: yeah so pumped man so so ready so ready I mean like you said I think regardless of any situation any time always to play at home for for your country is you know in in my home stadium is is an honor but factoring in everything that's happened in the past year two years it's, it's, it's going to be more special for sure. And as well as on top of that, these are the most significant games that we are ever, we are going to play in, in however many years, over 20 years. All of that together is, is is special. This is special, I think. It's so special and I hope and I know that the whole country is going to realize that very quickly. And there's already a lot of people that know this. Of course, the football people know this, but even People that are not into football are going to get behind us. Um, that's the feeling I get. And that's, that's how I know how special this is. And yeah, playing at home, is going to be, it's going to be, I, I anticipate it's going to be very electric and an advantage for us going into these uh, very, very big games.
0: The other thing I admire about your group is that not one of you guys have hidden behind the fact that you say you're going to be in Qatar, right? It's not a pipe dream. It's not a fantasy. It's not a hope. You guys believe it, don't you? You believe you're gonna get there.
1: We believe. We believe we. We believe we should get there. We believe that's an expectation. We believe it's an expectation now. It's not even like a, you know, yeah. It's not a, It's not something we're hoping for. It's it's, a, it's a, something we expect. And so yeah, we're not hiding behind that. We 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 believe in ourselves. We believe in our team. We know how good we are, and, and we believe we should be talked about. You know. Um, in the sense that, yeah, this team it, it, we expect to see them in, in the world cup in 2022. Quick one for you before we go
0: Honduras first doesn't get much better than us, right? Never a game you need to worry about getting up for. Pretty excited about playing them,
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, pretty excited, pretty excited. Um, qualifier, Oof. other they're gonna have other guys, we're gonna have other guys in Nashville. Um, You know, I played earlier in the season there, away. Great stadium, uh, great field. The fans are are great. I anticipate they'll have a really good crowd. Can't ask, honestly, can't ask for anything more than that.
0: And and that feeling, and I saw it, I I think we had a little moment did we not in the tunnel after you beat them at BMO field. Remember this when you, <laughs> I was just there and you came up and you were telling me you, 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 you believed it. I told you it was going to happen that that's that feeling when you beat them the first time at BMO, that's that, that wasn't the start of this, was it? But that was an enormous part of the, the next stepping stone. Surely
1: was the big, it was the first big step for sure. The first very big step. Um, and yeah, uh, it kick-started, it, kick it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't the beginning, but it sure was the big, it was the first big challenge that we, that that group had been, um, had faced mm. at that time. And so, yeah, we, that was, uh, that really kick-started our, you know, the way we started to, to believe in ourselves and the way we started to see ourselves, uh, you know, compared to, The USA and Mexico and yeah, so getting through that obstacle, which, you know, was, was very hard for, for many other reasons in house. Um, now we knew where we were ready to take on really big challenges.
0: Last one for you. What would it mean for you? Because you mentioned it. You're not going to have many bigger games than this. There's many of you that will never play another World Cup qualifying process, right? Because not just because of your age, but because of 2026 and hosting. What would it mean for you to come through this and get to the other side and qualify for Qatar?
1: I mean, literally everything. To me, to the guys, or for me personally, everything. Everything. It would mean everything. I, I can't even say anything more. That's
0: enough. That, that, that's a good enough answer for me. I know how much you love your football. We could sit here for days and talk about Real Madrid and Toronto FC and all of the above, right? World Cups and everything. By the way, are you going to be a coach one day, mate? Because the way you talk about the game, you're either going to be sitting on a couch with us or you're going to be coaching. I don't know if you have thought that far yet. You're not. You're not old enough to retire anywhere close. But is that? To-
1: yeah, I'm not old enough to retire, but I mean, at some point you do got to start thinking about it. And uh, it's it's in the back of my mind. We'll see. I, I am focused on playing at the World Cup for now. but As you should uh, be. Yeah, I love this game. I think I, I don't know if I could live without it, to be honest. So I have to somehow be involved in it. I just don't know uh, which avenue I will take yet. Listen, our chats are always
0: unbelievable for me you're infectious your enthusiasm for the game the way that you read it i learned so much i can't thank you enough for your time and wish you all the best you and the team in the next few games it's so important
1: go out there and get those wins man keep it up thank you christian i I appreciate it man the the feeling is mutual Quote, I love this game. I just don't think
0: I could live without it. And that's what really comes through. You know, you could tell with Jonathan just how infectious he is when it comes to the game. It's, it's infectious for everybody, just how much he loves the game, the passion. He's always learning. I loved how he talked about his natural abilities, what he's good at, what he knows he's not good at. He knows he's not perfect out there and that has helped him as well. You know, it's been a true pleasure to cover this young man it's ever since he made his debut for Toronto FC many years ago and uh, to see him come through and you can see why he continues to improve and thrive and you can see how much respect he has from everybody in Canadian media uh, and all across Canada really in the Canadian soccer theme, his teammates, MLS players, MLS teams, executives everybody you talk to has never got a bad word to say about Oso. I cannot thank him enough for opening his mind and his heart during that conversation I truly hope you agree that it was as a special conversation and we're very privileged to hear from a player like that tell so many of those tales. Again, if you hadn't heard the ones prior to it this week, Alistair Johnston was just as good on Tuesday as was Richie Larea on Monday. A very special week for the Canadian men's national team. You may well be listening to this after the opening game if you are. I understand that. These are are really interesting interviews and I hope you enjoy them. But if you are still listening to this before, you can still go to the game on Thursday night at BMO Field and also following that BMO Field against El Salvador. El Salvador next Next week as well on September the 8th. A big game, of course, as also mentioned, of course, in Nashville as well, the United States on the second World Cup qualifier. So much to get into. What an enormous time it is for Canadian soccer. I hope you enjoy the game. Thanks again for spending this special amount of time with us. God bless. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon.